Hey, this is a Hakawati production. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Today we're speaking with someone who's literally having an impact on how we live with his vision and entrepreneurial spirit. Mohamed Rabah is the CEO of Beirut Digital District, a buzzing tech hub in downtown Beirut that CNN has called Lebanon's Silicon Valley. It's made up of 10 buildings housing over 20,000 square meters of office space, or enough for 100 companies. Welcome to the men's room, Mohamed. Thank you. Thank you, Nadia. It's a pleasure to be with you. So how many companies currently call BDD home? So currently, after seven years of launching it, we have more than 100 companies, exactly almost 135 companies, 135 companies, employing 1,500 community members. Wow. So why did you come up with that idea seven years ago? You were also the um, general manager of ZRE, a larger real estate development company. Why did you come up with BDD? So we had just finished the Platinum Tower, the biggest residential project in Beirut at that time. And we had identified in the uh, beginnings of 2000, almost 2005, 2007, the Bashura area being a great area, which I summarize by saying it is located at point zero of Lebanon. It's intersection of north, south, east and west. Left out since wartime, 1975, no one had stepped foot inside it, war ravaged, and we thought it's a great location to be, to invest in, and to transform into a digital, young, creative cluster, catering for what Lebanon has. And what does Lebanon have? It has talent. Talent working in the mostly creative, digital, IT, ICT, media, architecture, so on and so forth, all these knowledge-based industries. Uh, what was there before? What was the building? So what? it's not a building. Okay. It's, 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 a, it's a series of uh, blocks. And today we have 10 buildings, part of a vision uh, that spans until 2035 to turn the neighborhood into a tech cluster that will host 10,000 dynamic creative talent who will be working, living and playing with their children, hopefully, uh, by 2035. So uh, what was there before? It was there. Uh, it was not deserted, but I would say war ravaged. Uh, we had many difficulties because it was very difficult at the start of the project because uh, you had an area where the government had not stepped foot inside it. So very bad infrastructure. You had an area where you had lots of uh, drug trafficking, lots of uh, uh, robberies. And uh, when we went in, we knew despite these challenges, the only way to succeed is to work by social inclusiveness and create job opportunities directly for the uh, neighborhood. And uh, we did that by starting working indirectly with the neighborhood, employing from the neighborhood, and even sending some of the kids of families in the neighborhood to the Bajura public school. And since then, they saw this opportunity and this transformation as a, a hope for a better future for their kids. And this is why we succeeded in reaching where we stand today after seven years. How did we do that? Uh, we benchmark against transformation of similar neighborhood that happened. And that is, for example, the meatpacking district in New York, to take it an example. That's the most relevant example that we did, or other re- region in Europe, uh, such as at 22 Barcelona. 
you've completed um, the first phase, right? How many phases are part of the project? I know it's not finished. Yes. What's complete and what's next? So uh, we completed phase one. It's five phases. Uh, as you said, 2035. The phase one was completed end of 2017, which consisted mainly of refurbishing old existing buildings. We just launched in last year the uh, phase two. And in phase two, phase one is 10 buildings, 20,000 square meter. But most importantly, what we always say, 1,500 community members. Phase two and only offices currently. Shared offices, offices that cater for uh, from a co-working desk to a core and shell 2,000 square meter office. In phase two, we want to double in size and we aim to attract 2,500 community members and increase our company's numbers to almost 250 companies. And that will be completed by end of 2020. And that's where we hopefully will launch phase three, which will become a mixed-use development where we want to introduce furnished apartments, residential apartments, three, four-star hotels, and convenient retail to serve our community to always make it a self-sustainable, environmental, uh, smart, tech-savvy neighborhood. There, is there enough space for all of those buildings? I mean, I've been there. It doesn't seem like there is a space for like hotels and apartment buildings. Are there surrounding buildings that you're going to be knocking down or refurbishing? So if, if, uh, if you visited, I'm sure you noticed the many cars that are parked within the parking areas. Yes, in there's a parking lot across the street, right? Is that what you no, mean or around it? Within BDD. Oh, okay. I'm not sure where you visited, which company did you visit at BDD? Uh, there's a, uh, the building where there's a, a center called Tomo. Yes, absolutely. So that's the central garden. That's block A. Okay. So just beneath, you have three blocks. And if you, as you're going uh, south on Bshar al-Khuri, you see block C, the limit is the Beritek building, who's our partner from day one to act as an incubator. And that's block C. So there's a big parking, yeah, just facing that garden, which is the visitor's parking. And these parkings will be, uh, we will excavate these parkings and there will be buildings coming as uh, high rises to replace these parking spaces and parkings will be replaced by basements mm -hmm. for that. So yes, so in total as space, it will be a high density area, but it's important to say that it will achieve environmental lead minimum silver for the neighborhood and hopefully gold certification. So the next phase that we just started will achieve gold certification. Okay, so I want to follow up on that because yes. especially, you know, in this country, it's something that's important. But tell me about some of the companies that are already there. What kind of companies uh, are we talking about? What are some of the ones that you're most uh, excited about? So in, in summary, to tell you, to give you, so BDD today, as we said, is a 1,500 community members with 135 companies. We're proud that the average age is almost 33 years old. So you feel really you're in a campus-style environment, university. We're also proud that we're almost at parity between female and male workers so we're at 60% 40% female but that's a quite high percentage for Lebanon wait 60% female no 60% male we'd okay. have wished it like but uh, we're at 60% male 40% female and uh, with that today we have different types of companies we have almost 40% of our companies who are categorized as startups 
We have almost 20% that are scale-ups and 40% that we call as support organizations. Support organizations are incubators, accelerators, VCs. Our partners and accelerators accelerate 75 startups per year. So graduate 75 startups coming out of BDD on a yearly basis. And we support them in hosting these startups and try to host them uh, for a six-month period, usually for free, until they try to secure funding for their ideas as they graduate from these incubators and from these accelerators. So as the developer, you're also overseeing these kinds of programs? Absolutely. Why? Because to go back, as a developer, our main, we believe that technology has impacted real estate by changing uh, real estate from being just physical spaces to places to attract specific communities. And that's why at ZRE, our motto, since we Uh, registered the company is building communities. And we believe in every project we need to best serve the community that we're attracting. In this specific case, BDD is attracting the digital creative community. And for that, we need to make sure that our community grows. And as it grows, we grow with it to reach our vision, which is by 2035, having 10,000 dynamic creative talents working, living and playing at BDD. And how do we do that? We do support through our partners in incubation, accelerations, VC funding, we do hackathons. We hosted 50% of the ecosystem events last year at BDD. So we're the epicenter of most of the event related to IT, ICT startups. You asked me what types of industries do we have? So we have IT, ICT, media, digital media, and we will attract, and it's our aim to try to attract architects, fashion, interior decoration, because we believe art component is essential for creativity. And it's by mixing both that we will unleash the creativity of the young talents that Lebanon enjoys. That's super interesting. Also, because this whole concept of having um, companies working alongside to kind of um, feed off of each other is a big trend right now. As you know, I'm sure you've heard WeWork, the New York-based co-working space uh, company, uh, is about to go public. They just filed their S1 and uh, went IPO a few weeks ago. Um, they've actually changed their name to the We Company. We Company. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, Genius. Sure yeah. So obviously, this is something that's a trend. It's a, a model that they've applied. They have multiple uh, spaces and community spaces. Absolutely. Know. Um, is so, this so, something that's reproducible in uh, in this region? And does ZRE have any plans for other similar communities to BDD? Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, so let's first, by WeWork, great success story started after the crisis in 2008-2009 by two American founders. And uh, it started by when, when Starbucks decided not to, 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 to close the plugs because everyone after the crisis couldn't find a place to work and they wanted to create a place for freelancers to be able to co-work. Right. And yes, definitely this is a trend not only for the co-working space, but they're also trying to venture into the co-living. Going on that, going back to communities, the main thing that WeWork has, and if you go check it, is how to serve their community. They're attracting different community, linking different communities and companies so that they interact together, work together, collaborate together. And in, for us at BDD, the main foundation to be able to succeed in achieving our vision lies in one, 
community, like-minded people in the same place that can share, collaborate, exchange success stories and failure stories so that they learn and get better. Second, sharing economy. And that's what the WeWork model is. Sharing economy is optimize the space, provide shared communal spaces at offices so that people can go mingle, work together and feel comfortable in a nice design environment and uh, really focus on their core ideas by optimizing the space efficiency that they use. So minimize the space efficiencies and have shared meeting rooms, shared event spaces, shared canteen spaces, or to empower the community to mingle together. And this is what we have at BTD today. So the second one, our foundation is sharing economy. The third one is smart design, similar. So smart design is how do you use tech to improve the user experience? And this is what we're doing in all our designs and we plan to be a great successful cluster for Lebanon. The only difference between WeWork and BDD as I said in my last word, is BDD is a cluster right. that will become not only working environment, but also living. And the living is the uh, facilities such as furnished apartment, residential apartment, three, four star hotels. But we can definitely and would welcome to have a WeWork within our BDD cluster and neighborhood if they decide to open in Lebanon. Okay. Yeah. Special rates coming up for uh, WeWork in case... Special race coming out for <laughs> WeWork in case they decide to join Lebanon. Do you have any examples of companies uh, at BDD that have really collaborated together and come up with great ideas or joined forces? Uh, yesterday, just as an example, yesterday was sitting with the CEO, founder and co-founder of uh, Matic. Matic is a, a great startups growing, uh, offering uh, on-demand cleaning made services for corporates in Saudi Arabia, Dubai, and Lebanon. And okay, let me just repeat that. So cleaning services like office cleaning, basically. Maids, yeah. Maids. Okay. On-demand. Okay. On-demand services. Even residential. Okay, for, for, for expats on that and serving the, uh, the zones of Saudi Arabia, now growing there, uh, Dubai they started and now they opened recently in Lebanon. So that's kind of novel because uh, traditionally like this whole maid services in this region have been kind of um, not on demand. People kind of have, you know, full-time Absolutely. help. But yeah. on so many occasions with the new millennials, and you uh, experts would need these types of services. And they've been Absolutely. growing, I believe, currently they're almost a 200-employee uh, company, team, and that's that's quite uh, substantial. And they're in BDD? Or they are the in BDD. No, okay. they're in BDD. Wow. So, yeah. And he was telling me about the different connections that he made in the same week, last week, one of which, same space, connected with Jalisa, another like on-demand uh, nursing, uh, offering uh, uh, nursing services. Yeah, to, I've heard to of moms. them. I know, I know those yeah. people, actually. Yeah. So uh, they're not in the Saudi Arabia market Child yet. Childcare, Child care, exactly. Yeah. They're not in Saudi Arabia market uh, still. Yeah. And he offered them to support them to see how they can access that market. Uh, another is uh, they met with the founder of co-working space, so we work in Pakistan, who was visiting BDD, checking, and he met them. He organized three meetings 
meetings for three companies at BDD, and they might be working together. So this is the type of things that happens physically when you connect like-minded people in the same space. And this is the value and the strength of BDD, is the community interacting and working together. So that's just in the week yesterday. Wow. And this happens on a weekly basis of people just meeting each other in the canteen, knowing what they do, and then thinking how they can refer each other to other potential opportunities. So everyone is talking about right now how challenging the economic situation is here and across the region. Does it feel like that at BDD? It feels everywhere. Let's start with that. Unfortunately, uh, it feels everywhere. Yet, we're very, uh, we're very happy that whoever comes to BDD feels it's a bubble of hope a bubble of uh, of uh, uh, positive vibe and energy because, and they tell me it represents the true Lebanon. And fortunately enough, we are at the very high occupancy of the current space that we have, which is we're at almost 95% occupancy. And with that, that's why we're investing on the new phase and we're continuing at high speed with the new phase to finish it by Q3 2020. And this will double our size. And we're confident that we will be able to fill it with great talents, great community members. We already have started booking the spaces for potential companies and we're selective on some companies. So we're really optimistic. My belief when we started BDD is that this is the oil and gas of Lebanon. It's not the oil and gas in the sea that everyone's talking about. This is the true Lebanon, is the power of talent and changing Lebanon into a production hub where companies will employ in Lebanon, will produce in Lebanon, and they will be able to sell not only to the region, but also to Europe and the States by providing a creative production hub in Lebanon. Well, that's a very worthy vision. Um, can you briefly tell me how, um, what are the things that you're doing with the on the construction side to try to achieve a gold lead certification? So, uh, from an environmentalist, that's we're we're following up a lead certification gold, and it has different parameters such as energy efficiency, so uh, HVAC. One one HVAC high high efficiency VRV units. Uh, that's one. Second is all the glazing is a very high uh, specs types of glazing to minimize the heat effects. The third is maximize the green spaces. So not less than 25%, and we go on a much higher percentage on that. We reach 35 to 40% on the green spaces because we believe this is what will breathe life and to invite people for the outdoor in such a beautiful country that's needed in Lebanon. In addition to many energy consumption and metering approaches to be able to smartly uh, decrease or increase the lighting The, 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 the occupancy and, and reduce the energy consumption of the buildings by itself. Are you using any solar paneling at all? No, not in this case because the rooftop, solar panels usually needs a big wide area. And since we are vertical, the rooftop area is quite narrow and it would it's not efficient. I see. So you've traveled around the world, I, I imagine. You have a master's from the University of Texas at, uh, Texas at Austin. Right in science supply chain management. By the way, I lived in you've Houston, done, Texas. Yeah, oh, I've done yeah, my homework yeah, and I lived in homework, Texas. Yes, right? Yeah, well, I you know it caught my eye. I yeah. like Austin a lot. It's a fun city, right? It is. Um, so, 
Do you think that what's going on in this part of the world in terms of startups yes. and in terms of the uh, ecosystem of startups and technology is different um, than what's happening in the West and how so? It's different than what's happening in the West, I believe, is compared to the States, let's say, the main differentiators in the United States is the amount of money that is spent on research and development and the amount of money that's spent on research and development, specifically even in the defense industry. Because that's usually, even the internet, that's where it started. Plus all the universities that is push for the R&D part. Yet, I believe we can play a big role and we're on the right trajectory with the universities currently more and more coming and being interested and in how to introduce entrepreneurship and how to push their students to be more risk taker on opening different opportunities for kids to think that's on not only engineering, lawyer, and business, or doctor, the jobs of the future. And we're seeing this change happening in the university, although I'm an engineer myself. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. But this is very important to give the different perspectives to new generations. And that's why we're seeing a bigger pipeline coming out of the universities with interest from the students to create their companies and be risk takers. And on that, I'm very optimistic and within five to 10 years to see a couple of success stories coming out of our ecosystem. It will take time. Because these things take time, but we're on the right trajectory. And actually, you mentioned earlier when we were speaking that you, you're collaborating uh, with universities here and you have some exciting new projects that you've launched at the BDD. We're proud that uh, last Monday was the official launch and opening of the Talal and Madi Hazain AUB Innovation Park. Yeah. And the role of this innovation park... By the way, that's September 2nd. Yes, absolutely, September 2nd. Okay. And uh, the role of this park is one thing that's very important for us at BDD. It's the first time that AUB goes outside the AUB campus and has a footprint in an area... That's outside. And why did they select BDD? Because they thought that this is the right place to empower their students within the right ecosystem to be surrounded by the right people. And the role of this innovation park is to encourage AUB students, alumni, staff to create their companies, support them by connecting to alumni, support them by providing them with the right training and the right mentorship to succeed in making their companies big successful companies, not only locally, but internationally. Well, I'm not surprised, actually, because not only you seem to have the infrastructure and the right people there, but it's a really great looking place. It feels good to be there. I've been there. Yeah. So um, really love what you're doing at BDD. Uh, it's kind of a beacon of light in these somewhat dark times, dark economic times. So keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we're trying. I'm very optimistic that uh, next year, will be completing the next phase and you're more than more than welcome and invited to be there to see how the BDD community and I'm very 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 sure of that will have grown to 2500 community member full of energy and hope for a better Lebanon and for a better region looking forward to it thank you 
Well, that's all for today. Thanks for listening. I hope this episode sparked your entrepreneurial spirit a bit and inspired you to connect with like-minded people. Don't forget to connect with us by subscribing to The Men's Room on hakawadi.com. And also, we love when you share the podcast with your friends. It's like a free gift, right? I don't know. Anyway, see you next time. Thank you.